Welcome, 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 ladies and gentlemen. We are once again live down here in the Bear Cave Studios for another episode of the Sports Frenzy Podcast, Sold Out. With me, your host, Freddie Aloso, with my co-host, the Devil's Advocate, Robert Fink. Today in wrestling history, we got a bunch of birthdays. We got uh, Mila Mascaras and Jesse Ventura. And uh, who's the other name I saw in here that I thought was interesting? Uh, Anna Jay. I know who's you know a recent person, but a lot of birthdays today. Oh, hey, birthdays are better better than deaths, we'll right? I'm trying to I'm trying to go positive here. We'll take that. And calling in from the from the road, dedication himself, the encyclopedia. And gentlemen, just like WWE, I'm back on the road again. Nobody on this show will let a fractured ankle get in the way of having a good show. And did you guys notice on AEW last night, the most over superstar, the most appearances on the show actually went to Hook? I did not know that. And if you don't get it, well, if you don't get it, it was Kaz's son, and then we had a Hook in the main event. The ring hook, you know, the turnbuckle? All right, never mind. Uh, well, that was a stretch. <laughs> wah, wah. <laughs> we can edit that out. <laughs> <laughs> so let's Freddie jump I, into you, you didn't see it, but Freddie and I were looking at each other like, all right, he's going to pull this together at some point and <laughs> tell us what he means. <laughs> we were trying to figure it out. Yeah, when I heard the dead silence, I was like, yep, this one fell on deaf ears. I should have just stopped with the McGregor insult. <laughs> All right, so first piece of news this week, the unfortunate passing of Mr. Wonderful Paul Orndorff. Um, I remember seeing it last week. At, at one point, he had just returned from the hospital from a surgery, and then we had the untimely demise and passing of Paul Orndorff. So, Freddie, what's your greatest memory of Paul Orndorff? Oh, man. Um, no specific match, but I just remember his bright red robe when he would come out and always flexing and his physique was unmatched at the time. Like, I just, I just remember him being leaps and bounds above like shreddedness over everybody else. Anthony, what what's your, uh... Best memory of Mr. Wonderful? I don't have a specific one. Um, I have a few things that I would like to say about him, though, that stuck out in my mind. Uh, first off, on one of the very first Coliseum videos, it featured a match with him against Tito Santana, I believe, for the Intercontinental title. And so he was obviously influential enough that he made it onto the first video. It might have been best of WFL, you won, possibly. Um, I know we've all seen the WrestleMania footage and everything, uh, but he, actually the biggest crowd before WrestleMania three or one of them was an outdoor stadium show in Toronto where he main evented against Hulk Hogan, so hats off to him for that. And also, I guess you could call him the first guy to have the most face and heel turns because how many times did he go face and heel during that WWF run? It's like inspiration for the big show in Kane years <laughs> later, you know? Yeah. Well... My memories go back a little further. I remember watching him on TBS uh, as a national heavyweight champion. And what 
what really sticks out to me with him was I remember him being there one week and then a few weeks later him showing up on on the WWF, you know, television show. And this is for you kids out there, this was before the internet. So it was like a complete shock that he had showed up in, you know, in the WWF ring after he was just wrestling Ric Flair not six months before. And I always I always was impressed, uh, like Freddie said, with his physique. I always thought they missed the boat with him on on uh, beating Hogan for the championship. I think he should have been one of the guys that, that beat Hogan. Um, he should have gotten a world title reign at some point because he could have carried the belt for a bit. Um, and, then, you know, like you said, WrestleMania. I mean, the man was um, – the other fun thing I find really amazing about him is – I don't know if you guys remember. There were rumors that he was dead. He had actually left wrestling for a while, and there were all these rumors he was dead, and he was really managing a bowling alley. He just wasn't in the spotlight. And the other thing I remember about him is, um, do you guys remember how his what his arms looked like towards the end of his career? His one arm, um, if you, go ahead. Yeah, I recall that he, there was some sort of arm injury, so he couldn't like actually work out one of the arms or something. Yeah, his his right arm, I think it was. Um, the muscle atrophied so it was a lot smaller than the other one but like he made it work somehow it still looks somewhat muscular it just looked lean it was way leaner than his left arm and i mean he still wrestled for several years uh without any issues with you know i mean still looking like mr wonderful still you know uh handling his business in the ring so a true tough guy i mean uh took out vader in a fight i know that's a rumor that or a story that's gone around over the years where Vader came at him and he and he beat the tar out of him. And people were amazed that a guy his age could beat up a guy like Vader. And I mean, not just beat him up, beat him up to like Vader like went and apologized to him later for the beating he took. So, I mean, that, that's a tough While wearing man. flip-flops. While wearing <laughs> flip-flops. Yeah, I forgot about that part. So, I mean, Mr. Wonderful, you know, like I said, I, I always... Uh, he wasn't one like, always a, wasn't always a main eventer, but was always a steady hand. Always somebody you could put in any part of the card, whether it be middle, beginning, middle, or end, and would give you everything he had. So, rest in peace, Definitely. Mr. Wonderful. For sure. Do, do you remember in WCW where he had lost his confidence and they had that like guru to the stars, like trying to hype him up? I forget the guy's name, Rip something or other, maybe. Yeah, he had the like the glitter. Wig on his head or yeah. something like that. Yeah, I forget <laughs> yeah, what that yeah, guy's yeah. name was. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that. We could, do, we, we could do an entire show on guys Hogan should have dropped the belt to at some point. Yeah, I mean, that's true. I think, like, I, I think they – I mean, if Hogan was around now, like wrestling now, I, you know, as a younger guy, I think you'd see a lot more guys – he'd drop the title more because that's what they do now. But back when Hogan was champion, they didn't really drop the title that much. It made the title seem more important, even though he didn't defend it nearly as much as he should have. When a title change happened, it was big. Like, when he lost to the Ultimate Warrior, that was huge. Right. Right? I mean, it was because it didn't happen all the time. The world champion rarely lost. Yeah. The belt didn't get ping-ponged around. But one guy I certainly thought they blew it with was Orndorff. I think he should have had a title reign. I, I actually wonder if... Because uh, the rumor was Orndorff was the backup for Andre the Giant if Andre the Giant couldn't go at WrestleMania 3. I wonder if they had slotted Orndorff in there if maybe they would have done the title change then. You know? I don't know. But, but I certainly, like I said, uh, him and, and Savage, I think, are the two guys they might have blown, blown it with for sure. Mm -hmm. And like you said, we could do a whole show on that and make, you know, make arguments for all of them. Right. 
Now, okay. <clears throat> last night was AEW Fighter Fest Night One. Um, Encyclopedia, what were your thoughts on the card? It was. I thought it was a good show. Um, I said it over and over again. Uh, Darby Allen. I just feel like he does too much. He's over as a character with his mystique and everything, and doing the coffin drop through the coffin. That was a little much, but I will say for a, for a coffin match, casket match, whatever you want to call it first, branding a coffin match, I will admit, as I was watching it, I realized, oh, crap, this finishes the coffin drop, so it makes sense. It works. But they also kind of did it differently than what you've seen when The Undertaker had his casket matches, you know, with the weapons and everything, and I was curious. I hesitated picking Darby last week only because, I wondered if Scorpio Sky was going to get too involved and it was going to be a two-on-one, but then I figured, well, they'll have Sting make the save. They managed to do it in a way that they got Sting and Scorpio to do their thing and get themselves out of the picture so it was a a one-on-one match. So I thought that was pretty good. Um, The Matt Hardy-Christian match was pretty good. I'll I'll give them credit for that. You know, for two guys, well, at the tail end of their careers, they could still go. Uh, The crowd was crazy for that I. WGP US title match and then the whole setup with Kenny Omega and Hangman Adam Page I thought that match was going to end up happening on the same show I'm curious when they'll do that elimination match but it it was a nice little setup and the thing with AEW we've had stipulations thrown out where like if this same stipulation was thrown out in WWF where Page and Dark Order loses they don't get a title shot in WWF you're like okay that's it Hangman and Dark Order are definitely winning but AEW throws those stipulations in, and it doesn't always go the way you think. Right. Good so point. I, I got to say, they, 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 they keep the mystique going. I give AEW a lot of credit for that. So, you know, I could I could crap on some things, but overall I thought they, they did a pretty good job. And the crowd is definitely there, ready to welcome them back. And we'll see what happens with WWE with their return to the road. Right. Um, for me, I thought it was a good show. Um, one of their better ones in a while. <clears throat> I enjoyed it. Um, the coffin match, like you said, Anthony, I thought it was uh, the way they played it out was definitely different and meshed well. Like it wasn't it wasn't like oh crap, well they're trying to be like WWE or they're trying to you know make this like an Undertaker casket match. It was different. It was new. I enjoyed that aspect of it. Um, I like the setup for. Um, Moxley and Archer for next week um, and I thought the crowd was hot all night long like you said um, it's something that's been missed with wrestling over the pandemic and it shows because last night you're like holy crap there's a crowd and they're into it and it's not just like you know 20 people in the crowd it was actually you know, a pretty full house. Uh, I I enjoyed that aspect being back, and I'm kind of excited to see um, night two. What's going to happen? And we got some matches that we'll go through. But um, Rob, what do you think? I liked it. I I think it was a really good show. Two things I wanted to bring up. I mean, I agree with all your points, both of you. Um, was Ricky Starks over or what? I mean, I couldn't believe how the crowd was going insane for him. Yeah. Like, I, I didn't think he was that over. And people, they were just, like, they were cheering everything he did. And, like, 
they're setting Cage up to be like the good guy, but like I think Ricky Starks is is the 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 man in that you know that in the ad attraction. I mean, I was <laughs> surprised. And the other thing, did anybody notice the subtle Jungle Boy possible heel turn coming around the block when Christian won the match and um, Matt Hardy's team came out to attack him? Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus came out. And when Luchasaurus put put Christian up on his shoulders, Jungle Boy kind of made a, a a strange look. It's a subtlety; you got to watch it. Like it, mm-hmm. if you if you didn't watch, if you didn't see it, you missed it because it was quick. But I can see them setting up a Jungle Boy Christian feud coming up, and Jungle Boy maybe not being the popular one in that mix. I, I don't know. I mean, that. it was just I, I'm I'm enjoying subtleties. Like like mm-hmm. WWE has to hit you over the head with everything. Mm-hmm. Right, they they don't do any subtleties. This is a subtle thing, and if you missed it, I'm curious to see if they follow up on it in the weeks to come. Right, I didn't, I didn't notice he's that. Very popular. Popular. I hope not. What'd you I say? Really hope not. I, I really hope not. I Jungle Boy. I think I think it's too soon to do a heel turn with him. I think he's too beloved by the fans. But it's uh, an excellent point you made. Uh, let's let's see what happens. We're definitely along for the ride. I mean, it could be the other way. It could be Christian, you know, could turn on him. But it, it certainly, he certainly didn't like the fact that Luchasaurus put Christian on his shoulders. He didn't like it. You could tell he made a face like, what's going on? And then he kind of, he kind of let it go. You know, he, Christian grabbed his arm or something and they, they were celebrating. But you can tell, like, if that's, if this is the beginning of something, they're doing it right. This is the way, this is, this is the way it should be done. Right. I love their little subtleties in AEW. Like, I don't know if you remember. I, I, we mentioned it on the show a few months back with, um, was it Ortiz? When Vicky was yelling. I think she yelled in his ear. And then, you know, throughout the night, he's like, what? And he's like, I I like that aspect. And I, I definitely want to go back and see, see uh, Jungle Boy's reaction. It's attention to detail. Mm-hmm. And it's attention, and it's not, you know, like I said, it's subtlety. They're not have, they don't have to hit you over the head. It's a slow build, right? You know, and and with wrestling, they seem to want to rush everything these days. It doesn't have to rush. You can do mm-hmm. things like this, as long as it's progressing. You know, every week, right? We saw like Retribution, perfect example. Every week they came out and did something. We never knew why. Right. But if they would have slowly started to give us a little pieces of why things were happening, you every week you'd want to tune in and know what's going on. Right. Like the beginning right? with NWO. Yeah, they didn't exactly Something bang like you that. over Still the head build. with it. It was Hall came out. I mean, Taz and yeah. Sabu didn't wrestle for over a year. Right. Right. I mean, talk about a slow build, but man, by the time they wrestled, you were like, "Get these two guys in the ring. Let's go. I want to see this." Right. So it can be if it can be done right, it can it can be really good. Yeah. For sure. Well, and if you think about the most popular TV shows and movies out there, they do those little subtleties that get the fans going. You know. Right. And yeah, granted, that might be in a two-hour movie, or it might be a TV show. But you know, TV shows are weekly episodic most of the time, so you can build that up over time. That's one thing WWE needs to get better at again. They used to do that sort of thing, and they're it's as you said. And it might be that the audience they're catering to, they feel like they gotta dumb it down for the kids. You know, it's kind of like when they did those new Amazing Spider-Man movies, and I was out after the first one especially that last scene where Emma Stone basically blurted out exactly what you were kind of thinking. And it was like, okay, I'm not a fucking idiot. All right. <laughs> let, let me think about this. 
Right. And WWE is the same way. And, you know, I'm not even saying every plot line has to go that way. But it's nice to see something different. Right. Yeah, and WWE's got a big enough roster, and AEW for that matter, that they don't have to rush storylines, as you said. You know, space them out. But, I mean, I think they're doing a pretty good job with Omega and Page now. Like, now we're really starting to Jones for Omega Page. Right. Right? And that's been, they kind of let that one lie. And, you know, it's not even something you have to do every week, too. You can cut, like, with Omega and Page, they're coming back to it. They let it lie, and then they came back to it. And and this is this is good. They're doing a really good job. The show is really, um, it moves quickly. The fans are into it. And I really like the direction that they're starting to head with certain people. So, yeah. Now, just don't fuck it up, AEW. We're enjoying it. <laughs> Keep it going. <laughs> All right, where to? <clears throat> we can we can jump to WWE, and then we'll come back and do our night two picks. Um, what did you guys think? Uh, I know it wasn't publicized till after NXT, but the trade between Raw and NXT. What did you guys think of that? Um, to be honest with you, I completely missed it. So yeah, I was gonna say I read about it later. <laughs> I read about it later, and I was like, "Wait, wait, what? What did I miss?" I find it odd. You know, there used to be a time when they would take someone off television mm-hmm. and then reintroduce them somewhere else. And it seems like like wasn't um, what's her name? Who was the one that was on? Uh, Man, it was Mandy, right? Mandy, Mandy. Rose. Mm-hmm. She was on Raw. She was, she was just yeah. she was just in an angle on Raw on Monday, right? And then Tuesday she's at NXT. Like, what about the angle that she was involved in on the show? Like, I don't understand moving someone that quickly. Like, don't you want to phase them out? I don't know. Do they think she was too green? Because if they think she was too green, it should have been Nia Jax that got sent back to NXT. Right, that would have made more sense. I I just didn't follow it. I didn't really understand. What take her off TV then for Monday? Start put Dana, you know, plug Dana Brooke into something else. Yeah, you know, don't whatever. keep it going. Whatever you can do with her. Wednesday night or Tuesday night, she's on NXT doing something different, and then you announce the trade. Like, I mean. There's gotta right? be. Right. I mean, I feel the same of... way about. I know we have Tegan Knox and Shotzi Blackheart on this uh, on our document too. I mean, they were just involved in things just a week before, and all of a sudden it's like, hey, we're on SmackDown, and you're like, well, wait a minute. What the hell? Didn't Tegan Knox just just to get involved in an angle on NXT? Now they're not going to finish that. Right. Wasn't Shotzi in a tag team with Ember Moon? Were they not? Weren't they going after the tag belts? What happened to that? Like, you know what I mean? It, I don't know. Uh, and and of course we had to go with the uh, one word name. It's not mm-hmm. Tegan Knox, it's Knox, and it's not Shotzi Blackheart, it's Shotzi. That's Vince. I don't get it. Welcome to the main roster. Yeah, well, but yeah, yeah, uh, and I, I found it interesting when uh when they showed up because I was like, okay, Knox just got off injury, and she's she must have been at the PC training for a while because I was surprised they put her on the main roster that soon after coming back from mystery. For an injury, and then in Shotzi's case, I'm like, just like her hair, she's still too green to be up on the main roster. But then again, we got Nia Jax, so that'll always be the comparison. That'll be the running joke from now on. 
Well, Naya is related to the Rock, so nothing bad will ever happen to her. <laughs> it's true. So. It's sad, but it's true. Yeah. Now, who from NXT's women's division do you guys think deserve the call up instead of Knox or Shotzi, or do you think they've made the right call with both of them? Encyclopedia will start with you. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Face. I think Dakota Kai should have been called up um, before. Um, I would go, and I think Io Shirai is definitely way, way, way overdue. She should have been called up a while ago. I almost, um, I'm sure some people would argue Candice LeRae. Uh, although Candice LeRae, I still think that there's some stuff there she could improve on. She's still better than some of the people on the main roster right now. But I think Dakota Kai and uh, Io Shirai should have been called up already. Those are my big two right now. I would agree with EO for sure. I mean, what worries me, though, is like they called up Mia Yim and then they did nothing with her. Right. She's in catering. You know, like, they, what are they going to do with these people once, once they call on? Every time they want to bring up someone in NXT who I think is performing well, I cringe because I'm wondering how they're going to screw them up. They've, they've been very poor, right, in, in pulling people from NXT and using them correctly on the main roster. I think we can count on one hand how many people have actually been successful. Right. And it's been a while since we've had one that has been. Well, I mean, we have Rhea, right? We have Riddle, and we have um, Bianca Belair. Right. Right? And then after that, um, am I missing somebody? No, I think they were the latest ones. Right? I mean... Keith Lee should have been a not uh, can't miss, and I don't know if he's injured or whatever, but I mean he should have he should be at the top of the card. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, something's definitely up with him because he's being, he himself is being very cryptic, and he just keeps saying in due time. So I'm wondering, maybe it's not even an injury, maybe it's some sort of health issue like a heart condition or something. I mean, he's not exactly a small guy. Maybe the uh, maybe he's waiting out his contract. Maybe they won't clear him, and he's waiting out his contract. Too. Oh, that's possible too. Hey, what's Lee Keith doing in at AEW? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. You got He's got to keep the last name. He'll he'll be Kevin Lee or something. Well, no, that's a UFC fighter. Never mind. <laughs> yeah, it's true. What's Levin Key? What's Levin Key doing in AEW? <laughs> Levin Key is all elite. He's all elite now. <laughs> Yeah, for me, I I think EO um, definitely deserves to be up there. Um, Raquel Gonzalez, I think she still has some work to do down in NXT. Um, I would say probably Candice. Candice LeRae, like Anthony mentioned, would be my other call-up if I were to call anybody from NXT's women division. I mean, don't you think it's sad that Bailey gets hurt and they can't come up with a contender for Bianca Belair? Yeah. Well, because Sasha's You know what I mean? Off. Like, and... go ahead. Right? Where's Sasha's? Sasha won't be back till when? We don't even know what she's doing. Uh, I, Is she doing movies, Star Wars, or whatever? Right. Yeah. Summer. And I heard a rumor Becky Lynch is coming back this mm-hmm. week. I read a rumor today that. She's supposed to be showing up at Money in the Bank. Is she going to be the... I think Sasha Banks may be the last Money in the Bank contender. They may bring her back now. Right? Because there's still one slot open. Right. 
there's also a theory that that might be Sonya Deville making her in-ring return. <clears throat> All right, who cares about that? Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, I, it would I, be a I fresh face Sonya. in the division. I like Sonya Deville. Yeah, I, I mean, Sonya Deville with the MMA style is definitely different, something we haven't seen in the women's side as often, someone that was totally dedicated to MMA. I mean, even Ronda Rousey, I know she was MMA-based, but she did try to do some wrestling where Sonya was more played that MMA role. I don't know. So, the only reason why Sonya lost that loser leaves WWE match was because some pervert had broke into her house. Right. You know? Exactly. So I think this was done to give her some space and, you know, I think maybe not a money in the bank, but I did read a theory that she's due back soon and maybe that's how they'll bring her back in. And that's why they keep leaving that spot open. Mm. It's possible. Um, Jimmy Uso. He is now back, right back into a storyline. Rob and I touched on it last week. Encyclopedia, I want to get your thoughts on Jimmy Uso and his whole situation that's going on. I like to drink Uso. <laughs> well, I, you know, the guy, the guy definitely has you know, his issues. He's got his demons, obviously. I mean, it's, it's sad. Um, I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to lie. I'm not the hugest Uso fan. Um, so it's, but it, I, I, the one I feel bad for throughout this whole thing, it's not just him and he needs to, you know, and Rob, I'm going to counter with some of what you said last week. Um, but when you're the person that's in that situation, when you're the one that's got a problem, even your family can talk to you to your blue in the face and try to do an intervention, but you are ultimately are the one that needs to step up and accept that you have a problem and do something about it. And I think Naomi has been unfairly blamed for, for some of this. And I don't know how much you guys have heard, but she actually, she's inactivated her Twitter account because the fans were blaming her and going, going all out on her and the superstars came to her defense. I, I don't think that's necessary. We don't know the situation. She apparently was not with him when it happened. I don't think there's been a. I don't think there's been any reports that she's ever been with him, but at least for the DUI stuff. I think the one time he got in trouble for fighting, she might have been there. But I think the drinking stuff, he's been on his own. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I, I would hope that. I mean, maybe maybe he's doing the recovery program, and that's why they're keeping him on TV. I don't know. It's interesting that. WWE hasn't really acknowledged it in any way, shape, or form. I mean, we do know in the past their answer was Jimmy Uso is responsible for his own his own uh, mistakes and his own life, so to speak, which is an interesting take that they would go that way because how many other times did they use that as an excuse to get rid of people and what have you? Right. I don't know. I think he's too heavily I mean, maybe it's a case... This... Yeah. Yeah, it might not be... You know, he might not... It might not be that he's an alcoholic necessarily. I mean, it may look that way because it's happened twice. It may be a case that he goes out for a couple beers and instead of getting an Uber, that that might be the problem. Mm-hmm. There's nothing wrong, and I'm going to say this now, there's nothing wrong with having a few if you're smart enough to at least or make arrangements to get yourself, you know, get yourself some sort of transportation. I'm not going to lie. I have not been pulled over for anything like that, but there's been a couple times I've probably been to does where I shouldn't have, you know? Mm-hmm. So I... I would hope that he could he figure if he does have a problem that he could step up and you know figure you know 
figure out what to do to resolve the issue and you know not put himself and other people at risk um but i i I think unless he does something that affects him on the job there's only so much you could do there i don't know i don't know because a lot of jobs a lot of jobs i know you know you got that drug and alcohol um you know if you get convicted of something they could let you go so i don't know that I think it, it there might be a little more lenient in the wrestling world because he, he's far from the only one. There's a you know there's it's a hard life and maybe that's why they stand behind these guys maybe a little too much at times. You know. Don't you think it sets a sets a bad example though? I mean, he got pulled over, he got put in jail, he got bailed out, and he's right back on TV the following week. Well, and in that well, and that's where yeah, well that's. If you're going to do that, you've got to do it across the board. You can't just do it for one person and not for another. And that's that's the problem. That's the hypocritical nature that's coming into play here. You know, if he's making some sort of, if he works something out where they're going to, he's going to go to rehab or go through a program or something, maybe that's why. I don't know. We, we don't know. I understand what you're saying. I don't disagree with that either. I mean, there's, maybe they should have been taken off TV for a while or suspended without pay or something temporarily i don't know we don't know we don't know all the details and maybe that's the other thing until he's convicted wwe their hands are tied and maybe it's a legal issue and they don't want to do anything until they have you know that backup that he's been convicted you know i don't know sorry i kind of hijacked it and went all over the place for a guy i don't care that much about (laughs) yeah how long would you go if you really cared (laughs) yeah right then i then i might be making more excuses I just think he's. I think he's too involved in the storyline for them to take him out, which is horrible because he should be. He should be put on the shelf for a little bit. Let him figure it out. Let him understand that hey, you could, you can kill somebody. You know, like this shouldn't be taken lightly. You can kill yourself. You can kill somebody else. Like your life is more important than being on TV every week in my eyes but you know WWE will do WWE things and the bottom line is the bottom line you know the the last part I want to say is I, I agree with Anthony to a point you know you get caught once you can call it an accident you know you didn't realize it but he's been caught twice now so that's that, that demonstrates poor judgment four times he's been four caught times. That, that's really poor judgment, and I would really start to think about, is this someone I want to have employed, in, you know, in my employ, who, who displays such poor judgment? What else is he doing that he shouldn't be doing? Right. That he's not getting called for. Right. Well, I mean, just what, you know, what else in his life is he doing that, you know, I, I don't know if I, that's, a, you know, you're a publicly owned company, publicly traded. Is this the image you want to put out? I don't think so. You know, what do they always say? Don't disrespect. Well, you know, I always watch Below Deck and they say, don't respect, disrespect yourself and don't disrespect the boat when you go out. Right. And right now he's disrespecting himself and the boat. So yeah. I don't really see at this point how he still has a job. But to me, it would either be you need to go into rehab or you need to leave one or the other. It's very true. Now, on a different note, there was breaking news from WWE earlier this afternoon. Uh, the post says WWE's medical staff has confirmed Walter has suffered a severe 
injury on his left hand and has been deemed unfit to compete in his scheduled rematch. Uh, stay locked in for more updates and this on this quickly developing story. So do you think this is WWE just trying to get the title off Walter without having him lose and without making him look weak? Or do we think he's actually injured? For what reason? Oh, Take a title yeah. of him for what reason? I, I To give it fresh? Like, you don't want to make him look weak, and you don't know how to take the title off of him because you don't have a legitimate contender. Do you take it off of him and then bring him over stateside? But he still doesn't want to come stateside. Per no, I think he's hurt. Yeah. I didn't read anything into that other than that he was hurt, so... Uh, do you have an encyclopedia? Do you have an opinion on that? I I could see it both ways. I could see a possibility being a way to end the title reign because and we don't watch NXT UK religiously. We usually only watch when we hear that Walter's had an ama- another amazing match. Mm-hmm. It could be just that. They don't know how to get the belt off them. Or maybe there is a call-up coming. I know, and I've said it here before, that he... It's believed that he doesn't want to, you know, come over to the U.S. But he's come over, and he's come over at times before. So I don't know. I'm going to lean towards it's probably a legit injury, and I think it kind of sucks because how many times have we had long-reigning champions that they don't book to drop the title, and then they get injured, and it's—I mean—it's a chance to put someone else over. You know, how big would that win over Walter be for somebody else? And right. We're not going to possibly get that now. Uh, and, you know, like if, you guy, re- uh, you know. if you really wanted to take the belt off him, you could put him in a three-way and just have the yeah. other person pin, you know, yeah. the other competitor and Walter not be involved in the decision. You'd keep him strong that way. Right. That, yeah, WWE's done that before, so. Right, WWE has done that before, but this is a UK audience. I and we don't know. We don't know what the European wrestling scene is, but I don't believe. I think they go for more of the one-on-one and tag team straight-up matches. They don't really go for the mm-hmm. gimmicks as often. At least I don't think so. I don't know. I mean, I've only seen my uh, a little bit. You know. Okay. Well, I still I think know. he's legitimately hurt. So. So do I. I agree with you there. Now, another rumor is Goldberg is set to return at SummerSlam. Let me start this one off. Who gives a shit about Goldberg? I'm so fucking do it. I'm so fucking done with this guy. I'm over it. He sucks in the ring. He always has. His his last, you know, relevancy was WCW. When he was there, like, who gives a shit about Goldberg? I'm over him. I don't want to see him on TV. I don't want to see him return again. Fuck him. That's 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 my take on Goldberg returning to SummerSlam. You know, what I don't get about Goldberg is what does he bring to the table other than his name? He's going to wrestle for two minutes. He's going to he's gonna beat someone who he shouldn't beat. Right. You know, the rumor is he's going to fight Lashley. So, like, is they going to have him pin Lashley in, like, two minutes? And then we have to put up with more horrible promos and then Lashley getting the win back the next time? I mean, I don't really understand the point. Yeah. 
You want to have him as a special attraction? Go ahead. Let him fight somebody who hasn't been in the ring in a while. Don't put him in in the ring with somebody who's wrestling right now for two minutes. Well, not to mention, he lost to Drew McIntyre early this year, who can't seem to get over Bobby Lashley. So what has Goldberg done to even earn a rematch or another title shot, you know? I think this is... If this is true, and I hope to God it's not, but if it's true, this might be their backup option because they can't get Brock signed to return for that match. Because there are rumors that they've been in talks, but nothing, nothing's been signed for sure. And even in Brock's case, he's a special attraction. He does not need to be in the title picture. It's true. The the title, if it's already meaningless in today's wrestling. So you're just going to make it even more, you're going to demean it even more. It's like I mean, he is giving I, us a show of the puppies tonight. Yeah. I was going to say, I didn't need to, I didn't need to need the, the boob shot there, buddy. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't understand when this ends too. I mean, how, what is Goldberg now in his fifties? At some point, if this, you know, if I mean, to me, like when he was in the ring with the Undertaker and the two of them were flopping around and looking terrible, that should have been enough for both of them. Like they, at that point, you walk away. Right. I don't care you know, name recognition, whatever. It's you want him to come out and like post the show or you know make an announcement. That's cool. Stay out of my ring. You're embarrassing yourself and you're embarrassing my organization. Dress him up as a fucking pirate and let him hang out backstage. <laughs> That's. <laughs> That's where I want to see Goldberg. I don't want to see him in the ring. When when he when Goldberg says who's next, it should be catering. Go to catering. <laughs> exactly. Hornswoggle. Give him a fucking hornswoggle. <laughs> yeah, hornswoggle. <laughs> he might spear his head off. <laughs> yeah. So um, I do have one question for you guys before we get into our picks. Any thoughts on the whole Samoa Joe carrying cross storyline that we knew was coming? Joe's gonna kill you. Joe's gonna kill you. I thought the chant was Joe is gonna kill you. You didn't didn't get a syllable. No, you said Joe's gonna kill you. You contractions. Come on. No, you know what? Shut up. Get back in your car. (laughs) (laughs) Go drive somewhere. I'm intrigued by it. I want to see it. Um, I think that would be the perfect person to drop uh, for Cross to drop the title to and let Joe run with it. There's fresh faces in NXT for him to fight. You can have him go and with Cross Baylor can go to the main roster. And Cross can go to the main roster. It would be perfect. I think it's an ideal situation that WWE fell right into. And if they do it correctly, it'll work. So they won't. Yeah, basically. <laughs> well, and Rob and I have been, were discussing earlier this week um, with the crowds returning. Our hope is that they let Vince and staff know what shit that they've been putting out. Um, I was actually catching up on some podcasts, and uh, as respectful as she was about Vince, I mean, even CJ, uh, the former Lana was basically saying it's a one-person audience now. So we think that there's going to probably be a honeymoon period 
with the fans back in the stand, they're going to just be happy to be there and go nuts. But let's see how long until hopefully they start giving a reaction. Or maybe we find out that the three of us are in that internet wrestling community that's in the minority. You know, I hope not. Because I just don't understand how any fans can love what's been going on on a weekly basis. Sometimes sometimes they're doing well, sometimes they're not. Uh, most of the time it's not. No, hopefully the crowd lets them know. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Now, let's jump into our picks. Um, what do you guys want to start with? AEW or Money in the Bank? Uh, go with chronological orders. Let's start with Money in the Bank. All right, so Money in the Bank this Sunday. First match on the card. Well, on our dock. Um, Raw Tag Team Titles. AJ Styles and Omos versus the Viking Raiders. Great replacement for the I Quit SmackDown women's match that had to get taken off the car. <laughs> Rob shaking his head. <laughs> I, I had put something um, in the doc that I cho- saw you chose to ignore, so I'll bring it up now. Uh, AJ Styles, Bobby Lashley, and Asuka all lost this week on Raw. AJ Styles lost to what's his name? One of the Viking Raiders, a former Ibar. multiple-time tag team world champion, lost to Ibar. Hey, hey, hey! Ivar is a former Northeast Wrestling champion. He can go in the singles. I can't believe you said that with a straight face. <laughs> AJ Styles is like a first ballot Hall of Famer, and Ibar will be bringing me my lunch someday. Well, how often do, have we complained that the main eventers aren't putting people over and the veterans? And I think this is a case of this. AJ Styles is in a tag team now. That's going to happen in order right, to get another team over. Here's the thing. I don't mind someone like AJ Styles losing, but in the last few weeks, they've been punking him out to everybody. Has it lost a shine, though? Is he no, but any... my, my point is, though, it used to be a big deal when you beat somebody like that. And now it seems like it's, you know, everybody's lining up to beat him. I, I just, it just doesn't make sense to me. Like, Bobby Lashley should not have lost to Xavier Woods. Xavier Woods is not even in his in his league. I actually thought that they were going to change it to a triple threat by doing that, so I was a little surprised. But I, I, storyline-wise, I get why they're doing it. I'm not an Xavier Woods fan. Um, I, but I, I see your point. I don't know. I... It didn't again. It didn't bother me as much, even with Oscar losing. Oscar's been losing left and right lately, anyway. And I yeah, think I those mean, are three people that they can rebound pretty quickly and get get back uh, on a winning mark. And people are going to overlook this. I don't know. I just think that there was a time when guys like AJ and 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 Oscar, you know, when you beat them, it meant something. Now it's just you know this. What happens this week? I think the That's downfall. The downfall with AJ is that his tag team partner can't really go. Yeah. So oh, I, normal... I get look, I yeah. Freddie, I get it. I and I, you know, I even all I even almost wouldn't bother me if when Ricochet beat him, except Ricochet hasn't beaten anybody in forever. Right. You know what I mean? So like if you want to propel Ricochet, you got you, you build up to that. Instead it was like I watch a match and I'm like, I know they're gonna have AJ Styles lose because they don't want to put him in the money in the bank. It should be a big deal that Ricochet pinned a former champion, but they didn't even give him a clean win. It was interference. So I mean, you know what I mean? So like, it, it it's 
cheap. It's cheap. It has no significance. Nothing has any significance anymore. And that's what happens when you don't have people who know the wrestling business booking the wrestling business. Yeah. I mean, when Riddle beat McIntyre, that should have been a big deal. It should have been like the biggest deal ever. Right. But if you notice in the last few months, that's all we've had is all these upset wins coming out of nowhere. For And they really don't have any... There's nothing to them. Right. What well, was like... Remember when when Sean finally beat Brett for the title? That meant something. There was significance there. Sean was in the ring crying. Like you felt it. You're like, oh shit! He finally got over the hump. He beat Brett on a big stage, and there's significance to it. Now I, I get your point, Rob. I get where I mean, I, where you're saying right. I appreciate AJ Styles. I appreciate the fact that he wants to put people over because that's what you're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. But it should mean something when you beat a guy like AJ Styles. Right. That's all. Sorry, sorry, I digress. Tag teams, who do we think? AJ and Omos. By the way, I just wanted to fill a gap in that trade. The rumor is it's Mandy Rose for Aaliyah. And we didn't cover that second part. And I like Aaliyah a lot, so good for her. I don't know that she's any better in the ring than Mandy Rose, but anyway. Okay, back to the picks. <laughs> so, Freddie, who do you like? Oh, man. Um, I'm going to go the Viking Raiders. <laughs> Ooh, bold. Yeah. He feels lucky after his Ricky Starts pick. I called that one. Yeah, I think... You did. You. I think the only. I think that was the difference between us, right? We all got yeah. all the matches except that one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna go AJ and almost. I almost don't care about this match. I can tell you that much. <laughs> Touche there. Touche. That was Touché, good. Sir. That was. Good. I win the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Encyclopedia? Who do you got? I, mean, I like the Viking Raiders a lot, but I don't think we're going to see a title change on Sunday. I think this was just kind of thrown together. And they realized, oh, yeah, we haven't been featuring AJ Styles lately. We got to get him on the pay-per-view somehow. And we need a filler for Sasha versus, I'm not Sasha, Bailey versus Bailey. Uh, Bianca. Okay. I'm going to agree and say AJ and almost. And I think a lot of it is because, yeah, this match was supposed to happen on Royal the next night. But I really think this was just filler for the pay-per-view I don't know maybe we'll see a one-night title reign who knows but I'm gonna go against Freddie on this one now next match WWE Raw Women's Championship Rhea Ripley versus Charlotte Flair Encyclopedia who do you got Uh, bathroom break (laughs) that's not one of the competitors no, I meant that they're gonna they're gonna take a bathroom break and the match is gonna get thrown out. Now, um, I don't see them having Charlotte lose again, to be honest with you. And maybe it's not for the title, but I and they continue this long going storyline. But I just don't see Rhea Ripley getting yet another win over Charlotte. I'm gonna I hate to say it, but I think Charlotte's gonna at least win the match, if not the title. Well, they can't have another disqualification or anything like that, right? I mean, come on. we How many more matches are they going to drag out of these two? Yeah. Who's ready to be the next challenger, though? Becky Lynch. We don't know what show she's going to be on, do we? 
I think she's going to come back to Raw. I see, and I think I think SmackDown probably needs her more now. But yeah, we'll see. Because I mean, what what they should do is they should have Ripley win, and when she wins, Becky Lynch comes out and be like, "Okay, now you've got that out of the way. Now you got to face me." You know, because who? Go ahead. See, I could see Bianca Belair coming out just to make an appearance. You know, I was supposed to defend the title, and they couldn't find me a suitable replacement, so I had to face Carmella last night on SmackDown. But I've run through everybody. Who's next? And that's when you maybe not just bring Sasha Banks out, but that's when you bring Becky Lynch out. See, I think Sasha's going to end up on SmackDown, and Becky's going to end up on Raw. All right, and then we'll see Becky versus Charlotte yet again eventually. Yep. Yay. Well, like, yeah, I mean, because that's what Vince does. There's no new matchups here. So, Freddie, who do you like? Who's fighting again? What did you pick? I didn't, I'm not sure yet. I'm still trying to figure it out. I, oh. I want it. My heart says Ripley, but my brain says Flair. So I'm still, I'm still debating in my mind because I think Rhea should win. Rhea should get a clean win over Charlotte. So she can move on. I'm gonna pull a Stevie G and say who? What's who's fighting now? What is this? What's this match? Um, if this match goes on later in the card, and we get the woman's money in the bank, I could see a possible cash in. Say if you know Becky jumps in and she wins it. I could see Becky cashing in later on in the night and taking this title from whoever wins. Um, I'm going to go with Charlotte Flair. Just because I, I, I can't see Rhea getting another another win over her. You know, the one thing we haven't, we've discounted that I was just thinking about is since there's a women's spot left, I could see Charlotte losing. And then demanding to be put into the ladder match and winning the money in the bank. I know, I don't like it. Trust me. <laughs> Anthony's making all kinds of things. <laughs> I'm going to go... Shit. Um... Watch your fucking mouth. Don't fucking curse in this fucking podcast. <laughs> God fucking damn it. I'm going to go with Charlotte, I guess. God damn it, I hate her. <laughs> <laughs> Does anybody on this show like her? That's a negative ghost writer. <laughs> Wait, who did Freddie pick again? I'm sorry. Charlotte. 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 Okay. By the way, uh, her fiance, I'm not really impressed with all the promos they're letting him cut in AEW, but anyway. Well, he can't speak English, so... <laughs> yeah, I know, and he's, he's going between English and Spanish, and even when his English is clear enough that you can at least understand what he's saying, there's still you some what? titling the shit I'm out wondering, I'm wondering, does Charlotte know whether they're engaged or not? <laughs> <laughs> it's possible, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. He might have gave her the ring and been like, you know, this will be yours someday, you can wear it for now if you want. And she was like, we're getting married! And he was like, okay. <laughs> Come <laughs> Come on. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> All right, so next one up 
Women's Money in the Bank ladder match. Asuka, Naomi, Alexa Bliss, Nikki, Ash. I don't know what her acronyms are. <laughs> Liv Morgan, Zelina Vega, Natalia, and to be determined. Hey, Once is Nikki, uh, did they give her the kiss of death or what? Supposedly, this is her idea. The superhero gimmick, nobody ever moves ahead. Anytime you get a stupid gimmick like Val Venus, never going to be world champion. Right. Hurricane, never going to be a world champion. <laughs> Nikki Ash, never going to be world champion. You know, the funny thing is if you Google Nikki Ash, it's actually also the name of some romance novel character. That's hilarious. Maybe, maybe, she, she, it's double meaning. She, she's thinking about all that sweet love and she's getting from her... Killian Dane. Oh, his hairy shoulders make me sick. <sighs> All right, who do you like? I oh, what's I am gonna pick Alexa Bliss. It's a good pick. I was thinking about that too. I think she is the most dangerous with that with that suitcase in her hand. I wouldn't want her coming out of the back with that suitcase. I mean, Asuka is they're not gonna give it to her. So I'm not even I love her. They're not going to give it to her. And I don't see Natalia, and I don't see Naomi getting it. None of them. So I think it, you really only have a, a few choices here. The only other one is the TBD. I don't know who that's going to be. Right. Yeah, yeah, because that could be Becky Lynch, although I don't think they want to put the right. money in the bank on her. She doesn't or need it could that. Be, could be Sasha. Could be Sasha. But, but she, I mean, she's already I'm going to go Alexa it, Bliss. Right? Okay. Yeah, and yeah, Zelina Vega. You know, the funny thing is, if you watch SmackDown, they're kind of hinting that it would be Liv Morgan, which might make me want to throw up. But I'm going to agree with you. Um, I think it's always been a setup for Alexa Bliss, even though she's already won Money in the Bank. I just think it makes the most sense. Um, unless, I mean, does her character really need the title? Probably not, but... I know a lot of people don't hate the character. I think it's going to be interesting to see how the fans react to her now that there's a crowd. Because how many times have we heard people complaining, including on this show, about the character and how crappy it is? I, I, I know I'm in the minority there. Okay. Right. See, I didn't leave you essays last week. I'm giving it to you in person. <laughs> we appreciate we, it. We've decided for now on when you don't call in, you have to leave us messages, and they have to be as long as possible about whatever you're picking or whatever your opinion is. I thought you were going to do the essays for me and what you think I would say. I thought that's what you guys called. Or we could do that. We could do that. That might be funnier. We're going to need a longer longer recording of us. <laughs> we're going to need to start 8 o'clock. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to so go with Alexa. Like? I was torn between her and Liv just because I know they've been pushing Liv pretty heavy on SmackDown. But I'm going to go Alexa Bliss on this one. It makes Liv once. Sense. Yeah. YOLO. So I think the bigger question mark is going to be on the men's side because Alexa Bliss yeah. is clearly the favorite, but the men's... I have no idea. Yeah, I could see Riddle winning it. I could see Drew McIntyre winning it. I could see Big E winning it. I could see Kevin Owens winning it. Maybe Seth Rollins, but I, I don't think so. I think The only people I eliminated on this list are Ricochet, <laughs> Morrison, and Nakamura. I think we all did. Yeah. Everybody else to me is in play. Yeah. And I, I can make an right. argument for each one. I, like Riddle, 
The only thing that concerns me is like when he said he's when he's going to use it for the tag belts. I mean, that's pretty stupid, but yeah. <laughs> it would be something different. I mean, I yeah. could see him doing that and then saying, or Randy Orton, we're going to win the tag belts now. That'd be something different, at least. Yeah. And Orton would be like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> yeah. And then McIntyre, I can see winning and, and cashing in against Roman Reigns rather than Lashley. Right? That's to try something different. Yeah, and you could bring up the storyline from last year that McIntyre couldn't get it done at Survivor Series. And then, you know, Kevin, o- you can make an argument for Kevin Owens. Well, especially with that phone call he made to Heyman. I mean, that was pure gold. Yeah. Perfect you setup. Can make it, you can make an argument for Seth Rollins, even though he's, I think, I, I would eliminate him if I had to pick from the rest of the list. He doesn't need money in the bank. Right. I'm going to go with Big E. <laughs> We're on the same page, Rob. We are definitely Stop on copying me, man. I, I, I want to see Big E in that title picture. He's got the charisma for it. I think he would benefit the most out of the guys on the list having it. So for me, I would put Big E as the winner of Money in the Bank. The silence is because I'm really torn. I don't think they're going to do Riddle because I think there's just too much there with him and Randy Orton, uh, even though the tag team title thing was interesting. I don't feel like Big E has the momentum. But how many times am I going to pick KO on this Money in the Bank situation and get burned, you know? It's true. (sighs) You can make an argument for him, and it would be a sound one. Well, and the other thing is Roman's running out of challengers. You know, I mean, when we got, we're talking Goldberg yet again. I don't know. Well, they, were talking, I, you know they were talking Goldberg versus Lashley, not Reigns. Good point. Very true. Edit that out. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> yeah, Brent Fart. I want to reserve the right to come back to this after we do the other picks, but uh, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna stick with my boy. I'm gonna stick with Ko. I'm probably gonna be wrong on that, but. You know what? Kiss of, kiss of death for poor KO. I wonder why. Yes. He, that's why he keeps losing. You keep picking him. Yeah, I know, right? Stop picking him, damn it! I know. <laughs> Stop picking me, damn it! <laughs> All right. Um, this next one, I'm pretty sure it's going to be across the board, but it's the WWE Championship match: Bobby Lashley versus Kofi Kingston. Who do you guys got? Lashley. Yeah. Lashley all the way across. I don't think it's even a, a question. I think Kofi is going to get the upset on Sunday. I can't even do that with a straight face. <laughs> Lally. <laughs> I like how you type that. It was like, Lally. I'm glad we actually give the color commentary on when I fuck up when I'm typing the pics because otherwise we'd be like, what is he saying? What is he? Is Rob having a stroke? <laughs> <laughs> All right, last match on this card, Universal Championship match, Roman versus Edge. I'll start it off here. I think it's Roman. Um, he's not dropping it at least until Mania, I think. So Roman Reigns on this one. You know, I heard, I read something today that said that um, Seth Rollins is going to win Money in the Bank. And then Edge is going to pin Roman Reigns, and Seth Rollins is going to come out and cash, and beat Rome and beat Edge, and become champion. And that's how you get make sure Roman 
still keeps his shine. But I'm still gonna. I don't believe that. I think they're they would uh, a Seth Rollins Roman Reigns match should be more than a cash in. Right. So I'm gonna go with Roman Reigns as well. I don't think it's time for him to lose yet. I think he needs to lose on a big card. Yeah, one of the main four at least. A SummerSlam or a Survivor Series or a WrestleMania. Yeah. You know, it has been pointed out actually that Roman has not really had too many clean wins. Um, I think Denver. Isn't any? Yeah. So. I could see Edge not winning the title, and it's because Seth actually interferes. You know, I think that's more likely. So, I've read that I, too. I, yeah, I'm gonna agree with, uh, definitely agree with you guys that it's still gonna be Roman. But I'm thinking it's gonna be that Seth in some way is gonna get involved. And who knows? Maybe they drag this out longer, where we don't get necessarily Seth versus Edge right at SummerSlam, even though that would probably make more sense. We could potentially see a triple threat between Roman Edge and Seth Rollins. Because Seth has been calling for title shot for a while now anyway. And how do you insert him in as a heel against another heel? You throw one face in there. I don't know. We know how they love triple threat matches. I miss the elimination matches. Where's my three-way dance when I need it? Yes, absolutely. AEW should start doing three-way dances. I'm going to start hitting Cody up on Twitter. Do it. Where's my trios title and where's my three-way dances? He's gonna put himself and then, as the and then he'll block me, first. and then uh, that'll yeah. be the end of that. Exactly. <laughs> All right, so let's jump into it. Great segue there, Rob. AEW, thank you. <laughs> Fighter Fest night I'm here two. All night. Orange Cassidy versus wait, the Blade with the Bunny. Who I'll do you pick guys? Pick Grand Orange. The Grand Orange. You know who that is? You know whose nickname that was? Anybody? Anybody? Rusty Staub? I know. I'm showing my age. Shut up. (laughs) (laughs) Freddie, you need someone to fill in on the frenzy. There you go. Was that black and white there? (laughs) Hey, Freddie. Wow. Can you hear this? Let me turn it up. <laughs> For those of you that are wondering, that was the middle finger that Rob just displayed to Freddie. Can you hear this? Do you like jazz? Don't make me put you over my don't make me put me put, make me put you over my knee. Can't even get it yeah. out. And stay off my lawn. His dementia is already kicking uh, in, he can't even speak properly. Nah see. Shut up, Freddie. Shut up, Freddie. <laughs> I'm I'm gonna go with Orange Cassidy as well. Shut up, Stevie. <laughs> wow. Le Grand Orange. Le Grand Orange. The real. When Rusty Staub played in Montreal with the Montreal Expos, that's what they called him. Okay, I'm just gonna go. I'm just gonna say the OC is gonna win. There you go. Oh um, sure, make yours all fancy. Yeah. Right. I'm sorry. <laughs> Yes, I did type the OC in, folks. I thought you were going to start my saying favorite, My favorite part of that match will be Orange Cassidy's cool theme music and then staring at the bunny. I did see a great Orange Cassidy meme this week with Conor McGregor. You know, his little uh, ankle kicks that he does. And then yeah. you saw McGregor with the broken leg. It was... It was, it was <laughs> That's funny, <laughs> The UFC knew that my ankle was ruined before I got into the cage. Shut the fuck up. You shouldn't have been in there. You can't have my lucky charms. (laughs) 
I made my money off a of proper number 12. All right, move it along. <laughs> the worst Irish accents ever right here on this show. <laughs> now we've lost our Irish, Irish man. <laughs> We're back down to two listeners. No, I'm just kidding, folks. We love You've you. You've heard it here, Force. <laughs> All right. All right. Jericho versus Sean Spears. Sean Spears can use a chair in the match. Jericho cannot. Do we really have to pick on this one? <laughs> I think, I mean, obviously Jericho has to win, right? Because it eventually leads up to MJF, so. Yeah. yeah if MJF, it, yeah, if they don't get to that, it's not Sean Spears that Jericho's losing to. I think it might be a ward low, but yeah, we're, not, we're far from that. Yeah. I wish they would lose Sean Spears. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? They're doing him a favor because... If he doesn't work, he's Canadian. He's out of the country. His wife is already in trouble and needs to get a job. But as long as he's still out of the country, she could stay. I don't know. He can sell programs for the show. <laughs> he can show you your seat. He is the chairman, right? He can show you your seat. <laughs> he sets up the chairs. He can set up the chairs for the show. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. That's a good one, Rob. Rob's on fire tonight. He I'm on fire tonight, baby. I said set up the chairs. Come I on. beat you to it. Get out of here. No, you said seat the show yeah, people. Yeah, the yeah, move on. That's called an usher. <laughs> God, I missed you. <laughs> when, when it was just me and Fred, it was all roses and niceness. And then you come on and it becomes hate and venom and horribleness. It's great. I love it. Keeping the people awake after that sleep fest that you guys gave them last week. No, I'm just kidding. Haters gonna hate. Yeah. Oh man, man he got quiet. He got quiet. <laughs> haters gonna hate. All right, next match. Don't Texas... hate the play. I hate the game. <laughs> a Texas death match for the IWGP United States Heavyweight Championship. Moxley versus Lance Archer with Jake the Snake Roberts. Does anyone need a win more than Lance Archer? No. Oh, by the way, what was nope. Jake? Oh, yeah, 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 I'm sorry. I meant to say yes. <laughs> well, I was like, I thought you were going to be with me on that one. You are like, no. <laughs> Shut me down. <laughs> Long day, folks. Oh, sorry. Um, actually, what I wanted to know is what the heck was Jake the Snake rambling about that somebody said something? What was – does anyone know what he was referring to? No, I okay. doesn't know what he was talking about. Okay. All right, he's back on the bottle. No, I don't well, now, now we've lost all our alcoholic fans. Thanks. You think we didn't when we when you didn't support our boy Jimmy Uso? What are you talking about, Uso? Yeah, oh, Uso. man, Uso. Get it together, Uso. Okay, show's um, got off the rails. I'm going to shock everybody, and I actually think that they're going to put the belt on Lance Archer. I think it's Archer's to win. I don't, I don't know. I just don't see it. I don't see him losing it outside of Japan. Um, so I'm going to go with Moxley. See, but we don't know when he's going to be able to go back to Japan. Right, true. Japan is With so everything going on, if he's going to lose it at some point, now would be the time. And don't forget, it's the IWGP US title. That title hasn't really made that many appearances in Japan that I recall. It seems like every time Moxley defended it, it was actually over here even before the pandemic. It was like California, right? He He defended it over there the first time? Yeah, that's true. So, yeah, yeah, possibly. I'm going to stick with Moxley, though. You, you got to you know, do it with 
Justin Roberts, you know. John Moxley! Okay. <laughs> we He's missed your encyclopedia. Wherever. And he weighs whatever. <laughs> no, we did that match already. That's my favorite introduction. And when he and when he says um, Kenny Omega's from North Carolina. Like He's too. not from North Carolina. <laughs> uh, what's oh, what's some of the other ones? He's got, all right. We could we could have a Justin Roberts yeah, I see, show. You're, you're digressing. Um, I want to pick Archer, but I, I, is it, are they really going to let him pin Moxley? I think I think Archer wins through some type of outside interference. So I think I'm going to say Archer. I think somebody gets involved and, and, and puts Moxley out or something. I don't think Archer wins clean, but he wins. Okay. He's got to win. I mean, if he doesn't win now, they might as well get rid of him because he's already lost all of his main event matches. He's lost to Cody. He's lost to Moxley. He's lost to Miro. Right. He's got to beat somebody. Otherwise, he's not a threat anymore. You might as well just get rid of him. Right, and Moxley's a guy that losing that belt's not going to hurt him. Well, yeah, like I said, I don't think they're going to do it clean. So no, it, no. He'll, he'll have plenty of excuses to lose. Yeah. The, the elite will probably still get involved, even though that storyline probably should be over. Yeah, I'm going to go to Archer. All right. And final match of the night, the AEW Women's Championship, Dr. Britt Baker versus Nyla Rose. You forgot to do DMD. I don't think you oh. forgot to do that. <laughs> 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 D M <laughs> D M <laughs> I'm going for Baker here. I don't think you put the title on her to make her lose in her first defense, so Yeah, I agree. DMD on the win here. Alright, Baker across the board. I, I don't. I, I agree with Freddie. I don't see her losing right off the bat, especially to Nyla. Yeah. <laughs> and with that being said, I do you guys have anything else for tonight? Um. Do we want to announce doing the watch along next week, or you'll have to edit that out? Yeah. No. Let's do it next week. Okay. So. Even though Stevie G's not here, we're st- still going to go with his idea. We did the pipe bomb a few weeks ago. Next week, even though um, it'll be a week after the anniversary, we will be doing CM Punk versus John Cena from Money in the Bank 2011. Let's do it. So, um, also, before we wrap up, um, I saw a cool photo. I, didn't, I never knew this. My internal encyclopedia had no idea but um bam bam bigelow and vader were tag team champions in japan yep i saw i saw that picture today and i I thought that was pretty interesting welcome to wrestling yeah (laughs) thanks thanks we do a show on wrestling congratulations (laughs) this is a wrestling podcast it's a wrestling podcast but yeah, that was that was the first time I had seen that. I I hadn't really. Hey, did followed you know Japan. Hulk Hogan was WWF champion? What? He beat Andre <laughs> the Giant. <laughs> All right. So with that On being that said, <laughs> we thank you guys for listening. 
www.thesportsfrenzypodcast.com. This Sports Frenzy Pod on Twitter. This Sports Frenzy Podcast on Facebook and Instagram. We thank you guys for listening, and we will catch you next week. Peace.